direct your children onto the right path. And when they are older, they will not leave it. Proverbs 22, 6, New Living Translation. Strikers, how are our kids finding favor from us? Let's discuss next on the Mighty Anvil. Smith, forge me to the servant that you would have me be. Hit me hard enough to brush the scale and impurities from my life. Draw out my life to the length that you would have it. Make me tough enough to resist persecution, and temper me so that I am hard enough to withstand my temptations. Lord, as I go through life, put me back in the fire from time to time, to repair me as I get blemished with sin. And when my life is over, and the fires of life are all quenched, grant me a home with you in heaven. Amen. Amen. All right, strikers, welcome to the brushing. The brushing. Hey, so uh, Alan, what do we got with uh, Grace Point Family Church? So Grace Point Family Church, uh, we have our permanent food bank in Anna called Grace Place. It is located on 505 North Powell Parkway in Anna, Texas. Uh, that is um, just for anybody who finds themselves to be food insecure. And it is open Monday and Wednesday from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. And uh, Saturday as well from 9 a.m. to noon. We have a little shopping center kind of set up so you can walk around and pick out your groceries, what you will actually eat. Uh, and that way you have a, food, a meal for your family. Mm, food. I haven't had breakfast yet. Me neither. Just coffee. Uh, Stryker, so we're going to forego uh, other church events, but we're going to be focusing on Embrace for the next couple of weeks. We started uh, the campaign last week and actually started the uh, GoFundMe two weeks ago. And we are sitting at... $700. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, we're at 800 because I haven't put my part in. Because oh. when I put my part in, it goes through GoFundMe. They take away their part, yeah. and then they then they send me the money back in my bank. So I'm figuring, ah, we'll just skip me paying you to pay anyway. Yes, to take a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so uh, anyway, so today we've got a dad. He's got a couple of kids, so he knows how uh, how to bring them up, and he knows some things that works and some things that don't. Um, I totally appreciate this man because of the TikToks he does, and um, they're, they're pretty amazing. And I had to, I had to have one of his kids on to see how do you talk dad into doing that, or is that dad talking y'all into doing that? That's a really good question. But uh, today uh, we welcome uh, Eric Rona and his daughter Carson with us. But uh, Eric, I don't know if you knew about what we're doing with uh, with the Mighty Anvil and Embrace. Embraces a, it's an organization that helps kids in their time of transition from foster families, from, you know, a home to their, hopefully, uh, a more permanent home and then, you know, another foster family. But we're raising money for them. Um, it goes to Pastor's Challenge uh, a couple of weeks ago where uh, the, the, prov- the proverb, boy, I need to wake up. The, now that I said proverb, I can't think. What was the parable that uh, right. Jesus told of the some p word? Yeah, some p word uh, that uh, Jesus told about the three servants and the talents. Yes, and so I got one of those envelopes, and so we are going to be focusing this into embrace. So we are at seven hundred or at eight hundred. For the first thousand, we'll be doing a push up for every dollar. 
for the second set of thousand, we're going to be doing sit-ups for every dollar, and then air squats for every dollar after that. Um, we have a 24-hour period. This might sound familiar if you've gone through SoulCon. So, 24-hour period to do the push-ups, and then 24 hours to do the sit-ups, and then the air squats the same. So, I like it. I am happy and unhappy at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so when you get some more donations, yes, <laughs> people don't really they they love us and they don't want to see us in pain. So that's why they're keeping them. Do though, yeah, I'm, I think that they're holding on last yeah. minute to yeah, make us waiting. think that we're safe, and then right at yeah. the very end, boom, there's uh, four thousand. I don't know what we're gonna do with the fourth, mm-hmm. but right on. So uh, we're focusing on embrace events uh, here in the next couple of weeks. We have our episode that just released last week to let you know what embrace does and what they're doing. Uh, we had Denise Kendrick on and got to know a little bit about that. And then, uh, so, yeah, we're just going to be focusing on it. So there are all kinds of links in that episode, Season 4, Episode 6, where you can reach out and help Embrace. And uh, we'll have them back on to kind of give some more updates because I found out some stuff. In between the time that kids go into the foster system and then when they get out, they can be up to two years behind in their education feel like that's a gap i feel like we can do something with that maybe i'm wrong i don't know uh as i look into this there could be some challenges in there but you know what what's a challenge that uh hasn't been explored you know so interesting yeah uh so the next events uh, that we have um episode or first steps tuesday january 25th uh, 10 a.m to 11:30 a.m uh, not your typical angel tree. Uh, now through December 31st, Santa's little helper on Saturday, December 4th. So those are events are coming up, and uh, let's uh, let's get these kids. I uh, feel like they're loved. So right on. Uh, and if people wanted to get in touch with us, if you have questions or comments, actually, you know, real quick, I want to back up a little bit and state that if you are a small business and you'd like to do some advertising. Get in touch with us by emailing, or yeah, get in touch with us by emailing mightyanvilpodcast at gmail.com. Also, for listeners, uh, you strikers out there, if you have questions or comments, email us at mightyanvilpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow follow us on Instagram at mightyanvilpodcast and our Facebook group, The Mighty Anvil. Lastly, our website, themightyanvil.com. Nice. Awesome. So uh, when we introduce our guests, usually we talk about their core values. Uh, since we've had Eric on, uh-oh, she just looked at Dad and goes, I have, um, a, I have a random question. Yeah? Okay. Let's get to the core values. Let's go with a Carson. Do you know what your dad's core values are? Yes, I do. Oh, look at she oh, studied. Oh, oh, watch oh. That. Oh. Look at that proud <laughs> papa moment right there. We'll see. We'll see. Um, we have six core values. Um, our first is honor, then legacy, then generosity, then kingdom, then humble, and then excellence. Humble. Yes. Tell me a, bit, a little bit about humble. Um, I think just being like humble with our parents, like being respectful to them, and then also um, to other families. And this is why I we like have this is why we have Eric on because you can see he's uh, already doing a good job here. <laughs> and I noticed he was quiet; he wasn't going to step in. And yeah. See how she does this, yeah. Yeah. And and I got a question for you. Three traits that you admire in other people. Oh, gosh. Um, uh, Discipline is is a huge one for me. Um, And consistency. I think those kind of go hand in hand. 
um, and just just uh, I would say just a, that a loving spirit. Uh, I think when you can be approachable, uh, you know, it just opens a lot more doors than somebody that's standoffish. So I think those those three are. I mean, there's several, but right, right. I like that so. consistency, discipline, and and uh, just having that loving spirit. Well, we should get along great because uh, I work at discipline and consistency. Uh, those are on my mirror right now. So those are some core values I'm trying to work into my life. We'll work, we'll, we'll see. And I think, it's always I a think, work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> Under construction, as Alonzo would say. Yeah. Random <laughs> question, Alan. You the random it. question I have is, out of all the TikTok videos you've done, which one has been your favorite? We were just talking about that the other night. Um, I would say... For me, I think the uh, the one where I had my wig, I had a black wig on. He said my wig. Hey, hey, <laughs> you, know, you got up. I break out the wig every once in a while. So, uh, yeah, it's just a little, like a headband. I don't know, crazy hair on top. I don't know. And uh, what was the what was, was the song? The blinding lights. Yeah, blinding. blinding. Anytime anybody at my gym or anytime that song comes on. It, it, it just goes right back to the to the moves of that, that song of that LA TikTok. Gold. What, what's I'm pulling up these TikToks. I'm going to find them and I'm going to post the links uh, in the bottom of this episode. So strikers, if you haven't seen them yet, uh, pretty funny. For one, I wish I could get my kids to even wear a mustache. Like I was making comic books and you know taking pictures, and my daughter was like way too cool for a mustache, a fake mustache. Anyway, so yeah, Shannon's like, "Are you ready for this? Because this is gonna be us." And I'm like, All right. "You got a little girl. You I better know, get. I know. What color of fingernail polish are you going with?" And she's like, "Are you ready for tutus and tea parties?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see Alan in the tutu." <laughs> <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen. Uh, Eric, what do you? Uh, what does fatherhood mean to you? Fatherhood to me um, is 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 leadership, but I think it can mean different things depending on um your kids uh and and I, and I say that having five girls and a son fatherhood kind of changes a little bit with 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 my son I think I'm more of uh, a disciplinarian um but I'm you know in in both cases trying to lead by example um but I've found myself being a being a little more not disciplinary, like in correction, but just just a more guiding uh, attitude with him, uh, and then with my girls, it's more of uh, being there for them when they need me, um, being approachable, uh, not being overbearing, um, but just kind of a uh, you know somebody that can kind of steer and direct and and guide through the processes of life. You know, um, I think that's the that's the biggest piece of it. Well, I think you've got some uh, a good point there, and it might be different for everybody, right? But uh, I, I kind of come along the other side of that, and uh, how I treated my son is how I treat my daughter. So that I feel, and I think that I see the difference now in the way that it is. But I was like, I thought that, oh yeah, if I want them out in the world, why would I treat my daughter any different than my son? And I'm sure there's some aspects to that to where that works. But I've also seen that where she's not able to handle it as much. It, I say my son is not able to handle it as well. Like, but his his turns into anger and a little bit of uh, bucking of some heads 
where my daughter ends up, you know, crushed and hurt. Right. Um, and I've, I've learned to pivot off of that and know that, you know, it, it is a little bit different. And I mentioned it last, uh, two podcasts ago, you know, uh, Jimmy Johnson said, I coach, I coach individuals. I don't coach teams. Yeah. And then yeah. that comes together as a full team. So right. Right. That's With, an, uh, yeah. I've, I've often said my, my, the Lord gave me three girls so I wouldn't kill my boy, uh, <laughs> because I learned a lot, uh, with my oldest three and, um, just a lot of patience and learning how to, uh, like I said, not be over, not too overbearing, not overreact to things. Uh, I think that's huge and, and not perfect by any means. Cause I still apologize constantly. So, um, when I screw up, but, uh, yeah, yeah, you can, you can, boys can take on a little bit more, um, of, of that stern discipline and correction. Whereas you've got to be a little more crafty with, with the female. Crafty. <laughs> She's crafty. Yeah. Just like that. I'm sorry. That's a little Beastie Boys going back in the day. So, you have girls and boys. So this this is new. This is going to be for me because I have a boy first. Now we're going to have a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you? How do you raise a girl? I'm still learning. Um, yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying. Um, I've got an 18-year-old, 16-year-old, 14-year-old girls. My boy's 10, and then I have a 6- and 4-year-old girl. So um, my 18-year-old is uh, off at a link year program, um, just a little program out between kind of high school and college. Um, Carson, the one here with me, is my junior and uh, Kansas will be a freshman next year. She's in eighth grade. Um, so those are my teenagers. So having three teenage girls in the house, there's emotions running high all the time. Um, so yeah, it's it's you know how do, how do you raise how do you raise a girl? Um, very carefully. <laughs> I don't know. There's not there's not a uh, it's different for every single one of them. Every one of them has their own love language. Um, some of them need more quality time. Some of them need more acts of service. Some of them more words of affirmation. I mean, it goes, and and just learning to navigate those things as they're growing up is is super important. Um, I think that's one of the biggest benefits of of you know getting into books on parenting and raising girls and uh, uh, not to ramble on, but the, a very good book that we read. Uh, well, my wife read and I got the highlights of it, right? You got the benefits uh, I got of it. the, yes, yes. Uh, it was Raising Sinners and, uh, I forget the, the author, but you know, it's, it states in there to not take on the sins of your child because they're all sinners and they're going to make mistakes and it don't, don't put it on you when they mess up. It's not your fault. Um, they're going to sin. But you've got to be there to help guide and direct them out of that and through that, and always direct it back to back to God. And and we often say everything's spiritual. Uh, so no matter what instance they're going through, we try to relate it back to Jesus or back to uh, um, how they can learn from that you know situation that they went through. That is a good. That's a good point there. Uh, not taking on the sins of the child, meaning, you know, if they do something wrong, don't turn it back to you. Yeah, it's not. It's not the. I mean, like, oh, how am I going to look because they did this? You know, another interesting perspective yeah, there. Because yeah. I was thinking, uh, 
well, what did I do wrong raising this kid? That's what I was thinking. Right, or that too. Yeah, and I mean, that, that's kind of the two, th- I think, main points uh, of that statement is that you, you can take it on as, oh, what is this going to make me look like as a parent? Or, you know, what, did I, what have I done wrong? I'm not a good parent. And we're all sinners. We're, we're born into sin, so... Uh, I'm just gonna besides Scott. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get this straight. <laughs> uh, covered in gold. Over here. <laughs> yes, gold. I guess when it, when it comes to like me having a daughter, I'm extremely excited and terrified at the same time. Right. Isaiah's easy. He's, he's like, all right, well, cool. But now it's like I have a daughter. Slap him around, wrestle with him. He's good, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was uh, one thing uh, with my son. I was like, oh, okay. And my daughter. I was like, I, man, how do, what do I do with a girl? I, she, is she going to play Legos, Lincoln Logs? Are we going to go uh, shoot some rockets? Yeah. And Carson's like, yeah, why not? Um, and then my daughter is like, yeah, my son is like, oh, we got this. You know, go, let's go just do rough Man stuff. stuff yeah. That kid was rough. But going back to your point, like, you know, with my son well, and my daughter, my wife and I are like, where did we go wrong? Why? I mean, did we raise them like this? No, they have, they're their own people and they can make their own decisions. And it's hard, it's hard to not think that they are an extension. Well, they are extension of me, but like, I think I mentioned this a couple episodes ago. I couldn't wait when I was 16 years old to have a son to teach him everything about wrestling that I knew mm-hmm. to make him bigger, faster, stronger than I was. And, uh, that, that wasn't his path, <laughs> you know? Right. And, uh, that was a hard realization last, last, this past two years mm-hmm. realizing that you know that wasn't the direction he wanted to go sports is not yeah. something he wants to do yeah and uh, I had to go sit back and go yeah you know it's, it's your choice and all the other choices that you're making it's I'm having a hard time saying that it's not me because I don't know but it's I, not I mean it's, it's 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 we're all individuals and you you have to learn how to love your kid in, in the way that they need to be loved and uh, and be okay with that you know Speaking of that, Carson, what's the what's the one way that your dad loves you that you love the most? What is one thing that you just? Um, I would say, well, I'm 16, and my dad was the one who like kind of taught me how to drive. So I think just um, whenever he would take me to drive around, we kind of just had like quality time together, and it was just like kind of like a father daughter moment for me. And also like with the TikToks, like just having a connection with him, I feel like that's something that some kids don't have and I think it's special that I get to have that with my dad uh, I would agree with that that's, that's one thing that I just love about you, about you guys is, is those TikToks and she, she's my one that's like of all the love languages she can kind of absorb all of them mm-hmm. um, and, but, but if there's one that's more her it's, it's quality time where my oldest is acts of service and, and the one just under her is words of affirmation uh, she's, she's more my quality she's the most like my wife. I mean, she's the spitting image of Tasha. So, um, you know, she's easy to love. So, uh, Carson, you can be honest here. You're his favorite, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> the other children are listening right now. I don't think, now. I don't think yes. he has favorites. But. Well, that's a hard one. Um, Dude, yeah, with six kids, I mean, it's like, goodness. Do you have you time know, to having, have a favorite? Yeah, right. No, heck no. No, not at all. But knowing, yeah, again, knowing which one needs what and how I'm going to squeeze that in with everything else that's going on, you know, but, uh, for Christmas, I am getting you a TV so that you can, you know, <laughs> direct the, uh, energy somewhere else. <laughs> no much time so, for that. I have, I have two questions. 
the fun question is, whose idea was it to do the TikToks? It was mine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was mine. And For sure, and it's like it's like, like twisting my arm every time. <laughs> just last was it? When's our last one? It was day before, like two, days ago. two days ago. She's begging me to like, Dad, come on, we need to do a TikTok dance. It's like, I am not. I have to be in the mood to do this. Like. It's a process for me. They can, she can throw, she can throw up a little 10 second doing all these moves. And I was like, that's going to take me at least an hour and a half to learn that stuff. You know, I do not, this is not a one take thing. Uh, so anyway, yeah, yeah, she's, she's, she's always dragging me into it. And finally I give in. I would have uh, thought that no, it was almost you because you, you know, you sell it, man. Yeah. She says I got, it's got to be full, full send out, or it's not. Out. Yeah, full out. Okay. Is what they call okay. it in cheer, full out. You know, so full out. Yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't. It doesn't I wouldn't sound like it's pulling teeth or anything. I wouldn't know this is like a multi-take hour thing. It's like oh, he's got. Oh, Tasha's in the background. Yeah. Tasha's counting. Our mom's okay. behind it's, the camera the whole time. Nice. It's, it's a production. It's a family affair. It's not quite as much as this, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and just for uh, for your content and your listeners and your, and your viewers, you have to be consistent on releasing that stuff. Yeah, so yeah, that's, I'm going to say once a week. Yeah, you we, we've got to get better at that. I'm going to work on that one. <laughs> Briette uh, messaged me after the first or second one or whatever, the first one that kind of went viral. He's like, dude, you've got to start doing these a lot. You know, you can you can really run with this. I was yeah. like, no, I'm not doing that. I can agree. I agree. Um, so funny. Yeah, that's it. it They're it fun. Me up. They are fun. And then uh, my second question was, you talked about um, each of your kids having their own different love language. How did what? At what age did you start to learn and, and start to see those different love languages kind of perk up? Well, I mean, I think you know, as they're growing up, you kind of start to. Uh, see see you know what what their likes and dislikes are and um trying to remember the first time i read uh i think it's chapman that wrote that book um gosh it was probably i mean carson and camel and carson my two oldest had to been like eight and six or so i'm I'm guessing um around there uh so i mean is after we read that book uh for for tasha and i was was really it was just about you know, loving your wife the way that she needs to be loved, and we learned a lot from it. And then uh, realized there was a kids' version, and you know, it's just it's basically the same thing. They need they there's certain ways that they need to be loved as well. So, um, you know, anytime you can dive into material that's going to help you parent or or uh, you know be be a better husband, um, you know, it's important to do so. And so we tried to you know there's seasons in our life where we've had more time to do that, and um, I would I would say is about. 15 years ago, uh, you know, 10 years ago when, when the fir- I first read that book and, and it kind of resonated with, you know, okay, I've, I've got to, these girls have got to be loved certain ways. And, um, you know, the more help I can get from other people that know what they're talking about, the, the more I'm going to dig that. into it. That's so, why you're here, uh, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Carson, uh, what is one thing that about your dad that, uh, he displays to you and is like, that is what a dad should be. Um, I think watching how he treats um, our mom, I think that's just like a good example of how like I should be when I'm older with my future spouse and like how that future spouse should treat me. I think it's just kind of a good example of like what good parenting is because it also pours out through all of us and you can just kind of tell. Yeah, that brings up one of the questions that I had later, but uh, do you and your wife have date nights? We do. Um, We are not the family that is the structured, you know, 
six kids. Everybody's on a schedule with bedtime. Everybody's, we're doing this on this day because it is, you tell me what I'm doing tomorrow. Like when you messaged me about this, I was like, oh my God, I got this, I got that. Like I can't do that. And then, uh, so it's, it's not scheduled, but we have regularly every, well, I will say Wednesday nights where we lead a marriage group at our church. And, uh, we use that as our date night because that's time that we get to get away, uh, spend some time on our marriage and usually go out to a, a late dinner afterwards. So that's kind of a scheduled one. Um, but sporadic when they come, uh, we certainly try to, and, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of the times we may have an extra <laughs> tag along with us, but, um, and we do everything as a family, so we we enjoy uh, being together. And and whether we've got whether we're completely alone or have a sidekick with us every once in a while, uh, it's uh, uh, it's always a good time. So, Growing and that's certain. That's super important. Obviously, you know, just having that, being able to spend that because that's that's my other one. She's just like my wife, so she, quality time is her number one piece. So. Um, you know, trying what I can tell when it hasn't happened. It's oh, been really? too long, and, and uh, we've got to get out and. What are and some do signs that so, you see there? Uh, I, I probably just just a, a, an irritableness or or the look. You know, I can get, I'll get the look. Like, <laughs> kind of a follow. To, yeah. <laughs> kind of a follow up question it's time. on the date night. Um, do you think it's important, and how how does that affect the kids? Is, is your kids seeing a date night? Yeah, and, yeah, you know, I said date night a while ago, but I think the third, the, I was going to say a third wheel, but the tag, the tag along, I think is, is kind of good to see them. I don't know. To see that. Yeah. Yeah. To see, to see how, you know, for them to see, you know, that we do love each other. I mean, we've, I've, we've gotten, I say we, my, my oldest daughter, um, as she's been this, this, this year, her being in her link year program, we've, we've gotten a little, a lot closer the last I would say her junior and senior year, I mean, they're just doing so much with their friends and, you know, they're kind of out of the house. And I, I would always say, like, I can't believe, I never see you, you know, um, never get to spend. And she comes home at late, late at night. And so that's when her and Tasha talk and I'm asleep because I've got to get up at 415. So, um, but this last six months, man, we've grown so close together just through, you know, FaceTiming each other because she's gone and, and her relaying to me, you know, just, uh, you know, how much she appreciated our relationship, uh, with me and my wife's um, relationship, uh, because of what she has seen in like her friends, uh, and their parents. And she's like, like, y'all are the only ones that like really get along, <laughs> you know, of, of all of her, you know, whether it be her friends or just, you know, acquaintances of, you know, she's like, she, she's like, a, she really appreciates that. And that's what she wants. And, you know, she's just kind of expressed that over the last six what's months. Your, so what's your love language? Mine is uh, words of affirmation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're a good so, guy. I'm like my third one. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent father. That's why I'm here. Yes, yes. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. So, um, with your daughters growing up, did you take the time to take them on dates? Yes, absolutely. Um, we do daddy-daughter date nights. Um, uh, for for a season there, we would do Friday morning breakfasts. Uh, breakfasts. Breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Two breakfasts. Um, good. Means a special. So, so, and I would try. So, with Campbell Carson in Kansas, I would try to do. We would rotate. Um, so one would have that alone time. Uh, and I remember, you know, when we'd throw it on the calendar, like who was like, oh, I want to be first, or I want to be the second week, or, uh, or they would argue whose turn it, turn it was to go. You know, before we'd go to school. So. 
I'm sorry. I have to stop this down, and I've got a question. I'm seeing a pattern here with the names. Can you give all the names of your kids? Campbell with a K. Okay. Carson, K. Kansas, K. Cross, K. Uh, Kal- uh, Kaziah, and Kalani. Okay. And uh, tell yeah, us a little bit about that. I don't know why. I'm, I just So, Cam- yeah, totally random. Campbell was going to be Campbell, London, uh, or Tennyson. I think was our three, and we let the family vote. You know, his first child, first grandbaby. Uh, nobody picked Campbell. That's what we went with. And then <laughs> Carson was going to be Carson or Carter, and we were going to wait to see what she looked like, right? And do that thing, like we'll we'll see what she looks like. And then I'm on video as she's being born, and I was like, like I can't like not call her something. So I just <laughs> said Carson. She's like, I guess we're going to name her Carson. You know. So, uh, and then we just kind of stayed with the kid names. Gotcha. Do you feel like you're a Carson or do you think that you might've been a Campbell? No, I think I'm a Carson. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely fits here for sure. Right on. For sure. So who taught you to be a father? Um, I mean, my dad, uh, for sure. Uh, and, and he was not, so my parents were separated when I was in second grade. Um, so when I say, uh, and, and no disrespect at all, but, um, I, I learned what I did not want for sure. Um, and a, a broken home was just like something I was not ever gonna, uh, I mean, that was kind of like a non-negotiable for me. And, and I think that was the same thing with Tasha. Um, um, her parents were separated early on. Um, and so when we got together, uh, I mean, one of our first conversations was, you know, just how important that was to, to both of us. Um, uh, so I, I, but there's, you know, there's things my dad did, did, did very well in, in loving us. So, um, you know, I tried to take the things that he did well and, um, and, and use that and, and then the things that I didn't like and, and learn that's not what I wanted to do. Uh, so he was one. And then, uh, pastor Keith for sure. Um, when I started understanding, you know, that, that, that things needed to be by design and not by default and not just go through life, um, you know, doing the best you can, um, uh, you know, and, and seeing the, the fruit of his kids, uh, was, was huge for me. Um, and I would say a third person was, was the, uh, president of our, our school where the kids go. Um, he's got four young boys or adult boys now, um, that are just, you know, awesome, awesome kids. And we, we go on uh, a summer vacation every year with them, uh, in Colorado. It's called family camp. We've kind of mentioned that when Joe was with me, um, and just watching his boys grow and, and being led up in the Lord and, and just surrounding themselves, uh, you know, as much as they can with just uh, biblical principles and a kingdom worldview and those types of things are things that I really wanted to, to model my fatherhood after. So, uh, I'll say my dad, Pastor Keith and Dr. Larry Taylor were the three most influential guys. Gotcha. Um, strikers, let's come back in a second after these commercials. And, uh, I've got a question for Carson when we get back, we'll find out what that is next. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. 
There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We use Anchor for this podcast and our other podcasts the weekend from A to Z. So if you're about to start a podcast, lift Anchor with Anchor FM and set sail on your new adventures. And we're back. Strikers, I got a question for Carson. What you know of God, what uh, attributes or what characteristics does your dad display that God has showed him? Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. Um, I think, like, in the Bible it talks about being a child of God and, like, me having a father, like, God being my father. Um, I think that kind of just, like, reminds me of my dad, not only because he is my father, but just because he's, like, kind of my protector. Whenever I think of my dad, I think of him as, like, a superhero, like, always protecting me, and I feel like that's kind of, like, um, what God does for me, so I think him just being my protector and also, like, me respecting him and me learning things from him, like, also just how, like, I learn things from God from the Bible. Right on. That's my girl. That, yeah, I'm telling you, there's some proud papa moments in here. So, Carson, are there any things that your dad, that, let me back up, are there any things that have happened that make you think, here's what my dad would say what do you well like any any moments like in life dealing with you know your friends or um you know school or whatever is there anything that that's happened in those moments where you go ah here's what my dad would say um this is almost telling on herself right here (laughs) i mean (laughs) i guess like whenever i do something like obviously whenever i sin um like something like that my dad would do like when I get in trouble or something that he would always say to me when I get in trouble I guess yeah I hear my dad's voice and everything I do just about I, I do too now I, I hear it a lot and I've even even before I'll preface and go here's what my dad would say mm-hmm. and then I'll say it. <laughs> it it pains me sometimes but what is a where's a moment what is a moment if you can describe it of where you've had to pivot where you know that okay this is how i'm going to father and then uh after you see uh, well that didn't work out like that so i need to think about how to how to address this for me with girls it's always something i said uh too harshly or um you know so there's been several instances when you know i like to joke and and you know sometimes joke a little too far uh and you know, the next thing I know, one of them's off crying in the corner because of something I said, you know, and I was just trying to be funny, you know. So, um, they don't get, being, they don't yeah, get such yeah. great sense of humor. <laughs> you know, exactly, exactly. Um, just learning to be very careful with my words. Um, and again, it's still a process. You know, just last week I said something and my third one was off in tears. I was like, oh, God, that was stupid of me. Um, so I think that's the that's the biggest thing with with my girls is knowing uh, how how what what I say has a huge impact, and and making sure that that uh, you know I'm, I'm I'm cautious of that and and not flippant with my words. 
Was there a time where you felt the weight of being entrusted with a child? Gosh, I think the second Campbell was born, uh, I was like, wow, okay, we've got to take care of that thing. <laughs> you know, like we could barely take care of ourselves right now. Um, that that was that was the biggest moment. I mean, if you had to just have a, I, I literally remember thinking that, okay, things are things are different now. You know, it's not just me and me and Tasha. Uh, we've got we've got another human being that we're responsible for. Um, Going back so. to the uh, biblical movie Idiocracy. Do you think that uh, you were ever ready to have kids? No, no, not at all. Uh, it's it, if you people say, "Hey, let's plan. We're going to wait in four years, whatever." We were not those. We're we're kind of fly by the seat of our pants, and and you know, within six months of marriage, we were pregnant. So uh, engaged, married, got pregnant, all within a year, TVs. Uh, a year's time. So and were we ready? Not even close. And now we got six. And are you ready yet? So, no, we're we're done. Yeah, yeah, we're done. <laughs> You're done. Yes. Okay. No more. Six. Hey, that ta- to be honest, Tasha spoke. That was something um, she spoke into existence from one of the first times we ever talked on the phone. Uh, she wanted six kids. I wanted four. We both wanted a bigger family. She she was. We both only have one sibling. Um, uh, and so I, we never did family stuff uh, other than, you know, just our immediate family. But she was always around cousins and doing fish fries and just it was everything. It was a big family deal. Um, and so she loved that. I wanted that. Uh, so uh, when we talked about having kids, you know, we we both wanted a big family. But she always said six. And I thought, oh. You know, four or six. What's the difference? You know, so four or six. By the time, by the time we get there, you know, four would probably be enough. Pretty which big difference between four and six. Ironically, <laughs> are yeah, very big difference. Um, our boys are fourth. You know, uh, so that was that was. Uh, I figured, well, we're probably done. And uh, I remember them, uh, you know, clean and cross up, and Tasha. And I won't, I won't get graphic, but she basically asked is it okay? Am I okay to have another one? And they're like, well, let's get this one cleaned off first. (laughs) You know, (laughs) she was like dead set. Like, nope, this is not final. Um, Because we kind of talked about, well, once we have a boy, would would you think you'll feel different after we've had, you know, we've got our girls and boys? Not at all. Not, I mean, within the first minute of him being born, she was like making sure that it was okay to have another one. So doctors like, Oh, Whoa, Whoa. Can you at least get home? Yeah. But, but I mean that just speaking, uh, speaking again, that's kind of a, a parenting thing too. Um, you know, we talk about speaking things into existence all the time and literally Campbell and Carson and Kansas, uh, more Campbell and Carson, Kansas is a little too young, but, but she was on board as well. They spoke cross into existence. I mean, we, they started saying he was a boy from the second they knew Tasha was pregnant and okay. sure enough, you know, it's pretty cool. I say, uh Oh, cause Isaiah's already starting to do some, <laughs> See, some of that. Now. Speak some of that. Yep. Yeah. Powerful, powerful words. Yeah. Um, how has being a father changed you over the years? Oh, gosh. Uh, just just uh, the responsibility, you know, like I said earlier, of, of another human life. <laughs> um, it, but it's made me more uh, aware, uh, you know, of, of legacy in my future and what uh, I want to be remembered as. Um, uh, I think it's helped me be more patient um, 
with you know just in just in different situations and scenarios just just learning how to parent you know kind of teaches that uh or instills that in you um so so with all the craziness that's going on um you know with internet and social media how do you stay aware mm-hmm. of all that with your kids and how does how, what does that conversation look like man that's, that's 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 a very good question because it's changes all the time um i remember when Campbell first got her Snapchat, um, I think she was a freshman or sophomore, maybe eighth grade, um, and I found out, uh, and we we had specifically said, okay, no social media. She you know she got in the phone, and um, I'll tell on her real quick. Um, I was I was actually at the church um, doing the Easter production, and they I was pretty much the oldest guy in the production. You know everybody else young kids yes. so they're making fun of me Braden Sherrill's making fun of me uh Brandon Holmes and and they're like doing snaps of me or whatever and 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 so I download the app so I could get on there and it says these are your friends using Snapchat and my daughter's name pulled up how did that go over? I fr- oh boy, yeah. She she knew she had already. Oops. By the time I got home, she had already told her friends. He's like, I'm probably not gonna have my phone because my dad just friended me on Snapchat. <laughs> I love that. That's so such a great way. It was, way. Uh, it was a pretty such uh, a great telling way. moment. So yeah, but to answer, I mean, it, it so it changes. So I mean, like you know, Carson's. You know, we 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 allow them to be on social media, but we've we've told them, uh, you know be very cautious of what you post. I mean, it's there forever just because you delete it. You know, it's not, uh, <laughs> it's not gone, you know, um, and, and try to have, you know, like some meaning behind anything that you post. If you want to have one, you know, direct everything back to Christ. Um, so we know we're not posting pictures of skimpy outfits and things like that, or, you know, whatever the case may be, but, um, just trying to, yeah. And, and being aware being, just being open with them and talking to them about it, uh, making sure they understand, you know, the weight and the significance of. Kind of brings me to the to a thought is just managing life, right? So, you can't keep your kids. I mean, so I'm a I was a firm believer of no social media, but then I mean, and but then when I say but then I mean right now I'm like thinking, but we need to kind of help our kids get through that. We need to help them manage that, and. I can't imagine. Well, for me, I'm like, I don't even know how to manage this because it's new for us as you well. Can't. You can't. And Carson, I, I, I just ask. So, it originally told. I was thinking about this, the original thought was, all the parents say that uh, social media is bad. You know, we shouldn't. It does this? It's increased. So it's increased anxiety in kids now. It has uh, the suicide rate has increased. You know, you can see it working together because you can't. You can't ever escape from that bullying where when you used to get home you walk in a door and it's done you know right. you, it's your safe space you don't have those anymore where was i going with this so for us not having social media growing up and we're trying to help you go through it i think we got a pretty good idea but what is something that you have to teach kids how to manage it what is something with your kids that you think that i'm They'll have social media, but I will help them manage a little bit more. What What are some things that you would say to that? Um, for me, like, for example, like, with Instagram, like, with me posting stuff, I've always, like, when I first got it, I always had to ask my mom. I was like, is this okay to post, like, just making sure that she was okay with it? And once I got older, she didn't really ask me to do that anymore, but I still do. 
So I think just getting into the habit of that, I think that's what I'll want my kids to do, just to know that they should, like, come to me first before they post either way. And, like, now that I'm older, it's my decision if I want to ask her or not, but I still do just because that's how I'm taught. Mm, I like that. That's good stuff. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, you know, as you're learning to ride a bike, I mean, it's, you've got to be helped through the process for a little bit, and then once you kind of understand, okay, this is what I should do, this is what I shouldn't do, you know, you can give them a little more leeway, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's a difficult, because it always changes. I mean, uh, there's always something new popping up or, um, you know, some other, some other platform they're going to be on. So, I mean, trying to hide it or completely eliminate, eliminate it is just going to, I think, make them want to be on it even more. You know, that, I mean, that was me. Luckily, my, my kids haven't been near as rebellious as I was. Um, if there's something that you told me not to do, I was going to do it. So, um, that's a, yeah, I'm going straight for the cookies. cookies the yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now there are, we, we do have, you know, those moments, but, um, but you know, it's it's kind of like you said. If if it is a part of life, I mean, when you've got um, church organizations or school functions and everything is communicated through social media, and you tell your kid not to be on there, well, then they're outcast, or you know, from that standpoint too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, you've got to teach them how to navigate navigate it because it's a part of their communication. It wasn't ours, but it is theirs. It's interesting. Uh, I think the strikers just witnessed a pivot point for me. And I don't know why I'm using pivot. I'm using that a lot. Pivot. Pivot. Yeah, pivot. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I mean, my kids are 16 and 19, and uh, I'm thinking that that was probably not the way to handle it was telling them they can't do something because I knew – now I know. It's like I needed to help manage that. I'm trying to help manage now. My daughter uh, doesn't ask for – hey, does this post look well? You know, can we do this? I'm like, whoa, what are you whoa, doing? Is that? Slow Take down. That down. Um, I think that alignment with the, the, with the wife is a huge thing. I asked my wife. Like, yeah. hey, what do you yeah. think? Go ask her. She's go ask like, her. Ask her. Am I no. get this? what good is that going to do? Yeah. Like, All right. Have you raised? <laughs> They're always right. All right. Uh, how, is, uh, how have you raised your kids with eternity in mind? Yeah, great. Um, I think that's our biggest, biggest piece with with Tasha and I, is trying to surround our kids with influence that we want them to be influenced by, uh, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so obviously, you know, say you know the the church isn't responsible for you know your kids' beliefs. The um, you know it, it has to be done in the home, and that's certainly true. But the more you can surround your kids with people with like-minded beliefs, uh, not, not putting them in a box or, uh, not letting them be exposed to other, other beliefs. Um, uh, not that that, that can't happen, but, um, the more, uh, that you can, you know, surround them with, uh, you know, just a biblical worldview, um, the better. Uh, so for us, it's at home, it's, it's being plugged in at the church. Um, we've got them all in private school, which is not an easy thing it's a sacrifice um but it's been one that's been you know more than more than uh what we could ever uh, have imagined it being uh initially when we put Campbell into private school we're we're not in a position that we're that we were it was probably a, a smart thing from a financial standpoint but um you know it's just just seeing her grow through that that process and learn um has been huge so um, you know, at school, at church, uh, at home, 
Um, when we go on vacations, there's a, a biblical focus. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, Sky Ranch Family Camp. We've got, you know, they've got counselors that sit with them and, and talk through things and, and go over scripture. Um, they do uh, summer camps at Van, um, uh, where, you know, that's a focus as well. Having a kingdom mindset and, and kingdom worldview is uh, where they're, they're going to base all their decisions off of if they can have that solid foundation you know with our core values and our mission statement and and what what we believe as a family and then being able to own their own faith as they grow um uh you know the more influence that they can have uh the better oh the the other thing was this canicut program that campbell's doing uh it, i mean she could have gone off to college she's going to go to oklahoma state and um about two weeks before she had to make a decision she, we had, we had kind of talked about this link year program and, um, which is like they, they do biblical worldview classes, leadership classes, apologetics, which she had all of that at Prestonwood. I mean, so she's far above what, you know, most kids would come out, you know, as far as owning their faith, you know, from a, from a public school, because they get to talk about those types of things. Um, but it was even the further, a, a more of an extension of that. Um, and her going through this program has been you know, huge. I mean, we're, whether they want to or not, they're going to have a heavy push on, um, making that decision when they get out, when, when she gets out of school, uh, because of how beneficial it's been for Campbell. So, um, just another, another thing that you can do to ensure your kids know what they believe, why they believe it. And, uh, if they're going to own it themselves, you know, it's not just their, their parent telling them, right. You know, Carson, uh, what is one family thing that y'all do? What is one thing that y'all do as a family that you look forward to each year? Um, it would probably be family camp, going to Colorado. Um, there's, like, once we go out there, like, no social media works. Like, Wi-Fi's down. It's just you and your family, and you just spending time with your family, and that's something that I love. Um, I am a big family person just because of how big our family is. But um, just getting the <laughs> yes, um, getting the week just to um, ourselves and not like being worried about school and things like back at home. It's just like nice to like just have a vacation with no phones. Nice. What has been your biggest challenge with your kids? Carson's laughing. <laughs> well, Carson, what, what do you say? What is your dad's biggest challenge with uh, having the kids? I would say spending time with each one individually. Um, I mean, just because we have a big family, um, we get it done and, uh, but there's times it's like, man, you know, my, you know, it's like, okay, I got, I got six. Has everyone had, I'm paying attention to every single one, you know, um, and that, that is a challenge. And then, you know, learning how they need to be loved. You know, that's, those are, did those you are have two them key take, things. Did you have them take the test or did you oh, just I think we've had the to older two, Campbell and Carl. I think, I think uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure, but we kind of knew too after, you know, like, okay, Campbell clearly needs access service. I mean, Tasha still brushes her hair and she's 18 years old. She's like, what are you going to, are you going to come home every night from college so I can brush your hair? You know, would um, you? <laughs> she would, she probably would. Uh, that's why we sent her to Missouri six and a half hours away. It wasn't an option. Um, uh, and then, you know, like I said, Carson's, you know, needs, needs time. She, she likes to spend time with family, and, and Kansas needs those words of affirmation a lot, like myself. Uh, Cross, we're still figuring out, but he's a he's a he's a 
words of affirmation to God too. Um, he's a real follower. So is he? But yeah, yeah, ah, nice. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> I was not. This is great, man. I mean, I love, I love talking about uh, just parenting and and just because it's it's trial by fire. I mean, you like I said, you're not ready. Um, you don't ever think you're going to be ready, and then you just, well, here you go. You better be ready. You better. <laughs> there's no no turning back. So how old were you? Um, at the, I was 22, 22? when, when uh, we got pregnant with Campbell. So I, we had Campbell. I sit and I used to think that my dad coming back from Vietnam and he was 24 when I was born, and I'm like, uh, there's no way. But uh, you know, like, I want to think my my oldest will be 19. Thing and I, I, we told her the other day when we were uh, up spending time with her in Missouri, it's like four years, four more years. You're, you're well. Uh, Tasha was twenty, twenty-one, so three years. You know, Tasha was already having you. <laughs> so wow. it's like let's let let's you could you could slow down on that. We could tap the brakes <laughs> a little bit on that. But yeah. I, uh, Tammy, I was twenty-nine when I married when I married my wife. She was, I, I guess, wait, I guess I was thirty. Because she was 20, something like that. So she was 19 when she left her house for the first time and moved from Las Vegas to Dallas because of me. And, uh, wow. yeah, and my daughter is her age now, like exactly yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. You don't have yeah, to go yeah, that you gotta, it, it worked for us, but. Yeah, you, you don't want any of that. Let's, I don't know how my dad yeah, did it. Yeah. The patience that comes later in life, he, he needed it then. So do I, but it's just weird. Alan, uh, no, that's it. That's it. Great. Yeah. What do we got next? Uh, I think we're skipping Thanksgiving weekend. We're skipping Thanksgiving weekend. We're gonna have yeah. everybody enjoy their families. Happy yes. Turkey Day. Oh, speaking of uh, um, events, Alan, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Happy birthday. When? Uh, how, you, how old are you now? I am level forty. Level 40. Level 40, yes. I like it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> level, nice. 40. level 40. Excuse me. I don't want to talk anything over I'm you. So. a two-year-old and going to have another one oh here my. in January. January. Awesome. Ooh, yeah. Coming up. Coming, coming up, up, yeah. Uh, there Excited. is still $50 out there if uh, if your daughter's name becomes Scott. Scott. Yeah, Scott Tina. That's Scott Tina. Scott Tina. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. That might stick now. That, that, went, that flew off your lips really <laughs> it easily. Did. It did. <laughs> Scott oh, Tina. No. All right. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad the kids didn't hear that when I was growing up. Mm. Um, all right. So uh, who do we have next week? Next or, week. Or the next episode? The next episode we will have Mr. Alonzo Marsh. Oh, awesome. Yes. Must it, listen. Yeah. Yes. Uh, did yeah. you know he has yeah. 10 kids? No, I did not. Yeah, for Man. those that just heard, he's got 10 kids. So we're going to find out how uh, he managed up. through yeah. all that. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I just I can't even imagine. Uh, so, Carson, one of the things that we do here, I'm just going to see what we got going on here. You can feel free to give it to your dad. Yeah, if you would uh, pray us out, we sure would appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Oh, look at that, man. Dude, <laughs> this is why we had him on today. Yeah. This is why. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, God. I thank you for everything you've given us. I thank you for waking us up this morning, and I pray that we have a great rest of our morning and that we can just honor and glorify you with the rest of our day. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Right on. All right, Strikers. Love y'all. We'll see y'all later. See ya. Bye.